um, with UCP school principal and right now I'm the CEO of my Blue program. So my question to you is like, I believe that professionalism is paramount to all the teachers. So how can we prevent the disgruntled, for whatever reasons, teachers going to Facebook and spreading fake news about what's happening and creating fear to all the professionals? Because I have seen a few on Facebook, and I'm not saying that all of them are good friends right now, and protecting the integrity of our profession, but telling each of them to say, well, don't you just contact you know, the Ministry mm -hmm. of Education directly, instead of spreading news like this, creating fear, anger, and so on. Uh, so what can you do personally right. to reduce that? Right. Okay, well, and, and I appreciate the question, and it is uh, a very real scenario that's out there. Uh, I've had the conversation as recently as last week with um, the, uh, the president of the ATA, of the Alberta Teachers Association, uh, to, to look at how we can um, improve the communication to teachers and, and try and stem the misinformation that is, that is happening out there. That being said, I cannot control um, every individual and what they post. Um, we are certainly, as a department, uh, putting truth um, and facts out there so that, uh, and, and are willing to, ch to talk to every single teacher that wants to approach us. Um, as I go across the province, I, as I said earlier, I've done about 90% of my tour across the province. Whenever I go into a new school division, uh, new area. I, I really try and meet with some of the ATA locals that are there, um, talk to teachers and, and really uh, get into the schools and meet with them just just to have that relationship so that they do understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, but again, uh, there is a lot of misinform misinformation. There's individuals and special interest groups that really want to perpetuate that misinformation. I think some of it has to do with uh, what Mr. Tapes had mentioned earlier, that we're going into a negotiating uh, time period where with every public sector uh, um, contract union in the province. And uh, so that is perhaps fueling some of it. But again, um, the more information, the more truth that we can put out there, the more facts. That is the emphasis of my department because I do believe um, that um, teachers as a whole are, are incredible people dedicated to their, to their profession. They really want to do a great job and serve these, our students, these children. We have 720,000 students in kindergarten to grade 12 education. And uh, for the most part, the teachers are doing an absolute amazing job out there. And I really want to reinforce uh, those that are, are, are doing what they're, you know, fulfilling that task. But uh, I, I need everyone here, including all the media, to help in dispelling those myths that are out there and mis misinformation. But thank you for the question. We're trying our best. Yes? Um, I have two questions. Um, I'd like to please get... Mr. Trings' comment on Alberta road tests, because um, there is in the budget, there's filling gaps for labor market, in, uh, and one of them is um, training for class one. I'm wondering if there's anything that's going to happen differently with uh, uh, road tests, because uh, in the past year, it's been lower with the, the availability of road tests. The second question is, uh, I'd like to get Minister LaGrange's comment on um, Tuition increases, 11% projected for 2020, uh, 250 jobs uh, off from UFC last year, 
projected 230 position, positions off from SAIT this year. I think that would be post-secondary. That yes. would be yeah. Minister Nicolaitis. I'm that happy to answer that. that. Okay. that sure. would, yeah, be under. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Okay, good. Well, first, with respect to um, our piece in the fiscal plan uh, around heavy transport uh, jobs, we, we have a situation in this province where we have a shortage of class one drivers effectively right now and, uh, and we have a, a whole group of unemployed Albertans uh, that need a job. And uh, we have, uh, due to uh, increased training requirements uh, for uh, class one drivers uh, and a bottleneck uh, with, with our testing capacity, we've identified that that is an area that we need to fix as a government. So I can't, stay tuned, for future announcements, I, I see. I believe the uh, the solution will be twofold. Uh, firstly, uh, I believe we need to ensure that unemployed Albertans have have the ability to take the training. That there's enough capa training capacity out there, and uh, and that and that there are resources available for them, uh, so that they can in fact take the training uh, to get their class one license. And secondly, uh, we need to ensure that we have adequate testing capacity so that we can uh, test, um, uh, ensure that um, prospective class one drivers can, can book a test and pass the test and get into these, these trucks and, and pursue a career uh, in the heavy uh, truck transport industry. Um, on, on the second question, um, and I offered to take it, and I'm not going to speak uh, real specifically, uh, Minister Nicolades, of course, would be the one that um, can, uh, can speak definitively on an institution-to-institution -institution basis. But uh, again, I'll, I'll just refer back to my, uh, the McKinnon panel finding that we're spending well over $10,000 per year more per student in this province relative to the other three large provinces uh, in Canada uh, on advanced education. And so we absolutely have to bring that cost curve down if we're going to continue to be able to provide students a world-class post-secondary education in this province in a sustainable manner. And so you will see in post-secondary institutions measures to reduce their costs. And, and as, we, as you're observing, in some cases that will um, result in, um, in a reduction of faculty as they reorganize the programs that they're offering, as they look to find efficiencies and remove redundancies. Uh, but ultimately, we need to ensure uh, that uh, we, can in, we can ensure the sustainability of our world-class post-secondary colleges and universities that we have in this province today so that not only today's students can receive a great education, but the next generation can as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes? So right now, the government are focused on job creation, but unfortunately, on the report on February 7th, the Statistics Canada says only Alberta are losing a job right now, mostly because of public sector. So do you have some kind of estimate date that we can create more job than losing job? Yeah, that's a great question, and, uh, and I think a very pertinent question. The, the unemployment challenge that we have in this province today has in fact informed our focus to double down on job creation in Budget 2020. That, we're, we're confident that our broad-based approach to uh, our approach to broadly improve the competitiveness of our business environment will, in fact, lead to investment and long-term sustainable uh, job growth in the province. And again, as I mentioned, we're beginning to see uh, indications that that is starting to happen. At CNRL, for instance, uh, they they came out uh, early in in January 
and announced that they were going to increase their drilling program uh, in Alberta in 2020 because of the job creation tax cut and because of the uh, curtailment holiday that our government implemented for production from drills in the conventional basin. So, uh, and, and we're seeing uh, good news on the pipelines front. We have Enbridge Line 3 uh, is expected to be completed. Industry believes it will be completed in 2020. We're predicting Q1 of 2021. Uh, we're encouraged that the federal government is proceeding with the Trans Mountain Pipeline. And, uh, and we're encouraged that, in fact, even with the expected cost increase, that they're committed to seeing that project um, finished. Uh, we're encouraged with TC Energy uh, and, and their announcement that they're going to get going on Keystone XL, or their, their plans to get it rolling again in the not-too-distant future. And on top of that, existing midstream companies have plans to increase uh, oil volumes through existing pipelines through optimization, new technology, and debottlenecking. Uh, by the end of 2021, we're expecting an increase of over 300,000 barrels per day with existing pipelines. So again, that's just a, a small example of some of the um, positive signals we're seeing in terms of uh, the business growing and the economy growing and signs of optimism. I can't provide you a definitive date. We've always known that our, our measures to broadly improve the competitiveness of the business environment would take time to reverse investment flows back into this province. And, and again, those, that additional investment then will, um, you know, there'll be a bit of time then until that results in job creation. But I'm confident that those measures will accomplish what uh, we've set out to do. Now, on, this, on a number of the specific measures, such as uh, debottlenecking that the, the class one uh, unemployed Albertans were getting a class one license. Those are very specific things that we're going to do as a government on an ASAP basis. And we've also announced that we're going to increase um, our loan to the Orphan Well Association so that we can see um, additional uh, oil and gas well reclamations take place right away in this upcoming season. And again, that will create jobs. Uh, in regions up and down the eastern slope where they're badly needed, where we have very high unemployment rates. Uh, so we, we and, and we're not done with these announcements. As I mentioned, we're going to bring key capital projects forward that will we'll create jobs in both the build as well as the long-term investment that those projects will attract. And stay tuned. There will be ad additional announcements to come, but we will put a real focus on job creation in the upcoming year. And we're confident that uh, in time we will we will see the narrative change. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but Minister LeGrange has to get going, so I'm just going to excuse her for now. Um, but we can continue with the questions yeah. in the room. Thanks, Minister. Thank you so much, and it's been a pleasure to be here with you today. So thank Absolutely. you. I have to be in Edmonton by 6:30. So. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So, I ask that question because in my career, they also reduce the tax for the companies and they also do something like this like job creation, focusing on the job creation, reducing the regulation, and investing in infrastructure for 10 years. But it doesn't really work. Sorry, it, it, it didn't work. It didn't really work for, for 
from 2008 to 2017, our Korean government will do the same thing. Cut the tax for the corporations and reducing the regulations and investing in infrastructures. But it doesn't really work. We're losing jobs like for 10 years. And then now we have another government. They changed the rule. And finally, the economy are boosting right now. So I'm not sure why you see tax cuts are really direct into the job creation. Because it doesn't work in Korea. Well, I, I, would, I would suggest there are many economies where uh, that measure has worked. I mean, we can take a look at New Zealand as an example. And, and again, as, uh, as a business person myself, uh, I will say this. As, uh, as my expenditures go down, that allows me to grow my business. And, um, and, and by growing my business, uh, hire more individuals. And so that's the, that is the ultimate premise. One thing I think is we take a look at other jurisdictions that have uh, implemented broad-based measures to improve their competitiveness. Uh, those measures may have worked. Um, and in fact, it may have stemmed what would have otherwise been a more difficult scenario. I just, I just put that out there. Because sometimes to actually evaluate the results, uh, you would have to understand what would have happened had you not implemented those measures. And there are, many, there are many fundamentals and many factors that go into um, investment and job creation. In Alberta, there's no doubt additional pipeline access is critical. And um, we, again, we believe additional pipeline access uh, and, a, and, a, and a very competitive, uh, broad-based economic environment, uh, including a nimble, uh, regulat modern regulatory environment very competitive tax jurisdiction, um, access to competitive capital, uh, will in fact uh, attract investment in this province. I'm confident. And again, I believe we're seeing um, initial signs that, uh, that, that uh, those measures are beginning to yield fruit. So there's no more questions we can... Um uh, just one quick question, if you don't mind, Minister. Sure, sure. Uh, I don't know if this is related in any way to, to your department or to your... Uh, uh, it's related to the uh, immigrants and like people who come into this country new. And we know that over 20, at least 20% of Albertans are from the immigrant background. Uh, the, the, the problem is still always, we always uh, try to bring a lot of, you know, the qualified people. But yet, when they arrive here, it's really hard for them to... Uh, to find jobs and get their education assessed properly and, and quickly. Uh, maybe this is not in, in the related to the budget directly, but in a way, a message to the government. Is there anything new coming down uh, to 2020 that's going to ease the process up for, uh, for immigrants to, to get, uh, you know, uh, to just to integrate faster into sure. the, the workforce in Alberta. Yeah, Sam, Sam, that's a great question, and, and it actually is a part of a budget 2020. We, we actually identify the fact that we have brought forward legislation and will be implementing measures uh, that will improve the recognition of qualifications and certifications in other countries that will improve the speed of recognition and, uh, and find better careers and jobs and, and, and make a big contribution to the province. So this is part of this uh, plan? It, or it, future, isn't, future? it is included in, in Budget 